That's great. I really enjoyed that. I'm Alan that. Girding. You're interrupting my intro, Nikki. <laughs> I was just telling you that I loved that music you just did with your mouth. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> now I have to do it all over again, Nikki. <laughs> I'm Alan Gerding, and this is the Tuesday Night Podcast, the podcast that's all about the stories we make while we play the games we love on, around, and under the gaming table. I'm talking board games, card games, RPGs, whatever. That stands for role-playing games, and if you don't know that, I don't know how you found this podcast. I'm with someone that needs no introduction. I'm a big fan. Nikki Schultz. Hey, Nikki, how you doing? You shouldn't have introduced me, so then people would just listen to it the whole time trying to figure out who I am. You're so famous, they would have known right away. They were, I know that annoying voice. What? That's Nikki you are Schultz. not insecure about your voice, are you? No, I've been told. <laughs> I've been told by lots of people that I have a nice voice. <laughs> but then I have, I've had people be like, "Oh, you don't, you don't look like your voice sounds." I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I choose to be insulted. <laughs> yeah, either way, it's a backhanded compliment, no matter how you look at it. Are they making fun of the way you look, or are they making fun of your voice? <laughs> either way, I'm mad. I remember I screwed up when I first met Chris Bryant because when I met him, I was like, whoa, you're way better looking in person than you are in film. Uh. And he said, oh, what? Why? What is that? And then I realized right away, whoops, what did I just say? I meant it. Not that he was hideous and bored with life. That's not what I was saying. But when I met him, I thought, this is a really good looking guy. And I didn't think he was a bad looking guy when I saw Bored with Life. I just wasn't expected to be attracted to him. I was, are we talking about the same Chris Bryant? <laughs> you know him so well. Don't worry. I got to know him and those feelings yeah, went away. quickly, quickly. <laughs> Zing. Hope you heard that one, got Chris. Him. I'll make sure he listens to this episode. Just that. You should just yeah. timestamp it. Share the link at that timestamp. <laughs> He'll cry. Make an audio gif of it where it just replays it. <laughs> I have fun with you, and I had fun at Origins. I talked to you at Origins with the teaser that you have a lot of responsibilities now. Yes. You're not just an actor for an amazing show, and you're not just participating in the Board with Life Adventures podcast. You now have an official job with Plaid Hat Games. That's right. I'm their marketing and social media manager. What does that mean? That means I'm in charge of everything. Everything from game design to publishing, or are you going to simplify that a little bit for my mind? No, I'm everything. All of the <laughs> games coming out was me. All of the artwork was me. <laughs> uh, everything you see on social media from Plaid Hat is for me. Marketing stuff, like I write most of the articles that go on our website now. Oh, wow. And I do a lot of the videos that are on the Plaid Hat YouTube channel now unboxings, how to play, stuff like that. That's me. Do you have to respond to messages and email? So if anyone contacts Plat Hat Games, does that actually go to you as well? Yes. Yes, I am the customer support email too. Holy, that's a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. And any Facebook messages, we get a lot of those. That's that's me. I'm talking to you. Woo. How good's your response time on Facebook? Because I know Facebook tells you. Uh, 
really good the other day. It said, if you want to maintain your like excellent response rate, message this person back. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) Congrats on the job. I think they got a gem because first of all, I believe you're well known in the industry, but you're also incredibly witty. I'm going to fanboy you a little bit. So excuse my crushing. All right. I'm waiting. Hands down. Favorite (laughs) character from the Boardwood Life show. Hands down. That's weird because I'm only in it a little bit, but I'll take it. Yeah, maybe that's why, though. I'm like Gunther in Friends. I love you. Gunther? Oh, I love you, too. Probably not in the same way, but I do. I'm like Newman from Seinfeld. Hello, Newman. Hello, Jerry. Ooh, good pull. And I've already told you this. My favorite scene of you ever is Dog Swap. Did you come up with the idea of Dog Swap? No, I think that was Donald, my husband. Well, Donald, probably my second favorite character. It's between Donald and Bruce. I love Bruce. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew is barely on the show. I should stop. I'm, I'm being like the Chris Farley show. Do you remember when you did that thing? <laughs> God, I forgot about that sketch. Hey, uh, remember when uh, you were in the the Beatles and uh, you did that um, album Abbey Road and uh, at the very end of the song, uh, the song goes, uh, and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. You remember that? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Is that true? But that's me with you. I'm a fan. That's a lot of work, though. That's a lot of responsibility. You've got you've got a career on your hands, it sounds like. I do, and I like it. Do you really? Yes. I mean, you're not just blowing smoke up my bum? No, no, I really, I do. When Plat Hat asked me to join the team, I was very excited because I've known those fellas for like six years now, and I, I like them all, and it's been fun working with them. Yeah, I've heard of Isaac Vega before. Yeah. Yeah, I know that guy a little bit. I had him over to my house last night. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never been to your house. I have been to his. <laughs> you, you don't live in Dallas. Yeah, we sometimes we do classic movie nights. And last night we showed the apartment to Sam and Isaac. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten into any Alfred Hitchcock films? Rear Window? Have you done Rear that Window yet? That was actually one when we were trying to figure out what we were going to play last night. That was one that came up. We had been wanting to show the apartment, so we went with that. I almost am willing to fly down just to watch Rear Window with people because I'm such a fan of Rear Window, almost as much as I'm a fan of Nikki Schultz. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Rear Window in forever. But you have seen it. Though. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. In like my 20s. I want to test your movie chops, and I bet you're going to ace this. Oh. I'm going to go with the standard classic movies that everyone's supposed to see, especially if you consider yourself a, quote, movie person. Okay, I'm probably going to disappoint you, but let's go. <laughs> Number one, of course, Citizen Kane. Yes, I've seen that. Rosebud. Uh, Rosebud's the sled. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> Whoa, Nikki, I'm going to have to edit that out. No, don't do it. <laughs> All right, Casablanca. Of course. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. How about another Hitchcock, South by Southwest? You know what? I don't think I have. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen that one. I know, I look vaguely familiar. Yes. You feel you've seen me somewhere before? Mm-hmm. Funny how I have that effect on people. It's something about my face. 
It's a nice face. Do you know why South by Southwest is considered a must-see by movie appreciators across the globe? No. It's considered one of the original action movies. Like the genre didn't really exist before South by Southwest. And in fact, a lot of reviewers and movie critics say that it was the inspiration for all the James Bond films to follow. And it's interesting because when you watch South by Southwest today, it's so slow compared to like a movie called Speed. But it is indeed an action slash suspense movie. Hmm. Who's in it? Oh my goodness. Uh, You've never seen uh, the movie. I have seen it, but I haven't seen it in so long. Is it Cary Grant? I think it is Cary Grant. Oh my goodness. Am I forget? Is that not even the name of the movie? Is, is it, it North? North? I think it's North. North by Northwest? Cary Grant is in like an action movie where like the cover of it is like him holding a lady's hand. Oh my God. I'm an idiot. Yes. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> North by Northwest. Have you seen it? I thought about watching it because Cary Grant is mwah, but never watched Cary it. Cary Grant does darn it. All right, let's move on from this. <laughs> we have a couple of things I want to do. Uh, we've already talked about what it's like to be the social media manager, but you are in, responsible for also promoting games. Is that yes, correct? Yes, true. It's a big part of my job. Which is why you're willing to talk to me now. All of a sudden- yes. Alan Girding's important in your life because I have all the pull of all the knaves, knights, and listeners alike. <laughs> exactly. Me! Usually when you like try to contact me, I just... Straight to voicemail. Yeah. You're blocked. <laughs> but now you're going to tell me about four freaking games coming out at Gen Con? Yes. That's insane. What's Black Hat doing over there? Four games? Well, you know, they hired me and they told me I have to do four games. I had to do the art design. I had to do the writing. <laughs> I had to do it all. And you just crapped no, out kidding. four games. You are kidding. There's no way yeah. you did all of that. Oh, no, no, no. These were like before I even came on. They're ready to go. In the pipeline. And now it's just Gen Con is the end of that pipeline. Yes. Where they're pooping them out. Exactly. And we had two of them uh, at Origins. We had Abomination, the era Frankenstein, and Quirky Ooh. Circuits. I think people are going to like them. But you couldn't buy them at Origins. You could just try them. Yeah, we could at demo Origins. them. Yeah. But Gen Con yes. is where you can get your. Mm. All yeah. right. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Abomination. Okay. Can you explain the spirit of Abomination in just a minute? Yeah, I guess. Are you going to time me? Yeah, I'm going to time you. And can you do it in a character? Because it's not Nikki Schultz doing the spirit of Abomination in just 60 seconds. What's the main character of Abomination? Is it an abomination like a Frankenstein monster? It is, but you're playing a scientist who's building a monster. Which of those characters do you want to be? Do you want to be the Frankenstein monster? Do you want to be the scientist or do you want to be the monster hunter? I guess I'll be the monster hunter. Do you have to do a voice? You don't have to do anything, but you get bonus points for okay. it. You don't have to please me. You just have to please all of our listeners. Oh, so much pressure. It is. <laughs> Uh, when you're ready, simply say, <laughs> ding me SBJ. That's the password. What is SBJ? SBJ was the original host of the show that used to ding us when we did these elevator pitches. And I still have to talk to them like a ghost? Yeah, he no. died. So we don't. He's, he didn't actually die. He's dead to us. He got married. Same oh, thing. Oh, this is the worst. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Ding me SBJ. 
20 years ago, I promised Dr. Frankenstein that I would track down the abomination he created. But now there's a contest in Paris. He's alive and he is asking scientists to build a monster and I will track him down before they build a monster because he's lonely and he wants a monster friend, but I won't let that happen. (laughs) That's so intense. Did I do it? Yeah, ding. You had had a lot of time to spare. Damn, I'm good. That was not the voice that I thought was going to come out, but I went with it. You sounded like you were a pretty pissed off monster hunter. Yeah. I almost want to interview the monster hunter. Why are you so angry? Why don't you want these monsters to be made? Because it's 20 years later and I'm like probably in my 60s and I'm tired. So you're just angry and tired of people (laughs) making monsters? What is it about these monsters that you don't like so much? I have never read the Frankenstein novel, but I think it's because he caused Dr. Frankenstein to die? Good enough guess. I don't know. Classic movies. <laughs> I I know, right? Well, I think I even have the book because my father-in-law gave me like classic novels. Yeah, who doesn't have like the leather-bound Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? And it's all dusty and I'm like, one day I will read that. Hey, I'll tell you, cheat. you can just flip to the back and read the last chapter to find out what happens. That's true. So then I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, or just Google this. We live in the time of the internet. What am I thinking? So is this a character that someone can actually play an abomination or is this just the background mechanism that acts as the time limit that, for one? That's exactly what it is. He shows up in encounter cards. You start out with 12 rounds, but he can go down the track faster. And your character, you'll play a scientist and you can choose to help him move faster to end the game and like kill the creature. So if you're in the lead, you want the game to end sooner? Yeah, if you think you have the most victory points. Another way to end the game is you complete your monster, but somebody could still have more victory points than you. Ah. Even if you complete your monster first, someone could still have more victory points. Now, you and I talked off the air, and you said Abomination. Probably your favorite of the four. Am I wrong in saying that? No. I really like this game. I'm a big Euro gamer. So yeah, this really scratches that for me. You and I are very different, but that's why I think Plaid Hat is very lucky to have you because you legit have a love for people and a love for games. And you're not just one of these topical gamers like I am. Like, I like it as long as everyone's having fun. No, you're in it for the game. (laughs) True. Now, here's what's interesting. You are a Euro gamer, but if I remember correctly, one of the things that you liked about Abomination was it had almost role-playing-esque aspects to the character you choose. Yeah. Each scientist has a backstory. Some of them are happy to be competing in this contest and others are like being forced to compete. They're good people and they don't want to be doing this. I don't know. I like RPGs too. I like all games. But you're just (laughs) fan-personing this where you're saying, oh, it has like role It's not actually quintessential to playing the game. It's just how you play the game. Yeah, I tend to play all games like that, though. All right, so you just dive in with immersion. Exactly. (laughs) What else do you want to say about Abomination before we move on from Abomination? It's fun. You'll like it. Okay. There's some gruesome art in it. So if you have a young child, don't let them play it. Is there an age limit? Do we even have those in board gaming where there's adult only like we do in video games? It's age 14 up. And it says that all over the box? Yeah, it says that. Don't open this. Yeah, it says 14 up. And that's just because of the gruesome art? Yeah, but kids these days, they've probably all, they've seen it all. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Would you play it with Luca? Oh my God, with my three-year-old? No. 
<laughs> I might have her play with the monster parts, but definitely not see some of the cadaver cards. They're what you'll get to get body parts. Let's move on from Abomination then. Yes. What else you got going down the pipeline? Let's talk about the circuits game that was at Origins. Quirky circuits. Quirky circuits. Circuits that are quirky. Exactly. Let me guess. I haven't played it. I'm going to guess. Okay, do it. I want to say it has some Robo Rally esque movement planning mechanisms where you play cards to plan your movement, but it's not Robo Rally because there's differences. Exactly. <laughs> no way, really? Is it? Does it really have planned movement? Yes, the game is blind programming. There are four robots, and each of them have uh, their own scenarios where they're trying to do certain things, like uh, the first robot is gizmo and she's a roomba with a cat riding on her and she's just trying to pick up dust bunnies like keep the house clean and you role play this when you are gizmo you yes. are the roomba with a cat on I, yeah i say get off me a lot <laughs> i would be too tempted to play the part of the cat <laughs> yeah so they each have things they're trying to accomplish before their battery runs out Ooh. After every round, the battery token, it goes down. So if you run out of battery, you lose that scenario and you got to try again. You cannot communicate when you get your cards and each player has to play one card at least. Oh, is this a cooperative game then? Yeah, it's cooperative. Yeah. Oh, that totally is a game changer. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's cooperative. You're all trying to program the same robot to complete their task. So this almost sounds like a Hanabi meets the Mind meets Robo Rally. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, maybe I should be the social media manager. <laughs> Listen to that. <gasps> Hanabi the Mind meets Robo Rally. That sounds super fun. I love cooperative games. They're worth their weight in gold. I hate take that games because I want to feel closer to my friends and have that feeling where we high five each other at the end. Yeah, we did it. Yes. Then you will love quirky circuits. How long is it a typical game of quirky circuits? Oh my, the scenarios are very short. So you can like 15, 30 minutes. Is this one of the adventure book games where each little thing is on a book? It is in a book, but it's not an adventure book game because adventure book games are narrative driven. They're stories that you are completing. And this is just different scenarios in each page. There's no like continuous narrative going on with these robots. So Plaid Hat kind of has the market cornered on that mechanism. What does Plaid Hat call it? Because when I think of stuff fables or I think of Comanauts, I think, oh, that's an adventure story game. What is the actual term for it? Adventure book game. Adventure book game. But this isn't an adventure book game because it's not narrative driven. So what are you just calling it? A book game? Or you don't even mention that it's a book. It's just conveniently in a book. It's just conveniently in a book. Which also makes me believe, having not even seen this yet, you have to have hella cute figurines that go with it. So the Roomba and a cat, is it actually a figure with the Roomba and a cat? Yep, it's a cute little mini. And we have a little bee robot who is gardening. And she like oh, has man. to plant seeds and keep her picnic food away from ants. And she's a cute little robot bee with a little propeller on the top. 
she's probably my favorite. She's very cute. Ask, it sounds like she's your favorite. Yeah, and she can hold the tokens that she's delivering. Oh, wow. So there's actual utility to the little figurine besides yeah. marking where you're on the board. Yep, exactly. Yeah, her and uh, actually three of them. The, the cat with the Roomba doesn't pick up anything. Lazy. I know. Just lazy. God, so lazy. But then Rover is an archaeologist dog. He picks up the bones in his mouth. And then Lefty is a sushi chef. <laughs> he picks up the different types of sushi. Like he has to like combine the rice and the fish to make a sushi dish. I don't eat sushi. I don't know what they're called. That's right, because you're a vegetarian. <laughs> yes. Not a pescatarian. I don't eat fish. <laughs> mm. You're between pescatarian and vegan. That's vegetarian. Yeah, I'm ovo-lacto. What is the playtime for one scenario? Like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So this is a great game for people just to jump on in at Gen Con, get their oh, game yeah. on, feel it, get out if they want to, or play again. Exactly. Yeah, they'll be doing the gizmo, the Roomba, <laughs> the, the cat on the Roomba. That's what they will be demoing. Designed by Nikki Valens, who's a well-known oh. designer. Yeah. And if you buy a copy, Nikki is going to be doing signings at our booth Friday night. Friday night. So yeah. if I was going to get Quirky Circuits, I should get it before Friday night so I can get that extra sweet signature on my box. Yes, Friday, four to six. Friday, Friday, Friday at four. That is right. Yeah, and there's only a limited amount of quirky circuits and abomination there. So if you want them, you got to go to the Day store and pick them up. Do you actually know the number of units they'll have? I do. <laughs> do Are I? you allowed to share that or no? <laughs> I don't have it on me right now. It's on my work computer. Oh, well, let's scratch that. Forget that question. <laughs> I would go there if I was in the business for buying a whole bunch of new games, but I'm going to be too busy peddling my own games. I know. And I'll come by and I'll knock stuff off of your tables just for fun. Per usual. That's my thing. You see me come in, you try to block me. I can't be stopped. <laughs> in high school, you were the kid that would slap the books out of people's hands. Yeah. Now that you're an adult, you just swipe the table at the table. Exactly. Tables. I like can't control myself. I just have this urge like those have got to be knocked off. Well, you totally get reinforced for it because you just smile and people laugh. So you get to do all these mean <laughs> things and get rewarded for it yeah. because they think there's no way she's actually mean. She's just being funny. That's right. Doesn't matter that I knock them down and I call you a nerd. And, like I take your hat off. And then just <laughs> spit a huge loogie from the back of your throat right onto their uh, eye. Uh, <laughs> You're so funny. Let me get a towel. I hate loogies. They're the grossest. That's why you get rid of them onto yeah, people's faces. <laughs> oh, I can't stand it being in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be outside of me. Let's move on from Quirky Circuits. What are the two that were not at Origins? We have. The Next Adventure Book Game by Jerry Hawthorne. Aftermath. What? Yes. I don't even know about this one. I'm almost hurt because I remember consulting on Comanauts. So what's Aftermath? Well, I'm hurt that you don't pay attention to the social media that I'm putting up on Flat Hat's You are talking to the wrong person. I definitely don't even pay attention to my own social media. I mean, do you even have social media? I do. <laughs> That's just another dig at Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Elijah. <laughs> Elijah's our social media manager, for those that don't know. He's our Nikki. 
Yeah, so I don't pay attention to social media enough. I'm gonna be totally honest, and I know I'm talking to the wrong person about this. I think my life's a little better now that I spend way less time on social media. Oh, I can totally see that. I make the mistake of reading people's comments a lot. Whoops. Yeah, and some people are very mean, and I don't like it. Story time, Nikki. Story time. Hit me with it. What is the meanest comment that you have read you think affected you the most? Oh, like a personal one? Maybe. Just what's the one that comes to your mind when I I ask you this? I know exactly what it is. Give me the juice. Uh, so about five or six years ago, before we even started Board With Life, I think we were filming it. We did a stupid little video where, I'm trying to remember the details. Zach Braff did a Kickstarter for some movie like Wish You Were Here or I Wish I Was Here or whatever. It doesn't matter. I've never seen it. I haven't either. But then what is that comedy duo? Eric and... Oh, Eric and uh, uh, Tom and Eric. Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric, that's it. So Tim Heidegger made fun of it because it was a celebrity asking for money through Kickstarter for a film. And he wrote like a screenplay that he just threw up on Twitter, like a one page scene of like a a wife being mad about her husband for spending their hard earned money on his Kickstarter. The Board of Life crew being stupid decided that we would film that scene. And so it was me being the wife and then Christopher Sabat being my husband. And then we had... The voice of Vegeta. (laughs) Yes. And then we had one of our friend's sons be our kid. It happened really fast. It was just a goofy video. I think it's the first time I've ever done anything on camera. That you're willing to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Going on. (laughs) And our editor put it up on Reddit. And I remember somebody commented like, oh, that wife is so awful. I bet she turned her husband gay or something it was like really mean and i uh that's dark on a couple of levels it uh it stuck with me (laughs) because when people mention reddit i just my mind goes to that one comment yeah you're scarred it's just an association pavlov had the dogs with the bell you have reddit and (laughs) you turned your husband gay yeah there's gotta be some I mean, there's got to be some sort of mistake. It's all gone. Nothing left. We'd have something left if you hadn't have donated $100 to that fucking Zach Braff piece of shit. Back on track. What the hell is Aftermath about? Oh, so it is Now that I've had you relive a scarring moment. (laughs) Let's talk about Aftermath. Yeah, let's just totally juxtapose (laughs) that with Aftermath. (laughs) So Aftermath is set in a world where all humans have disappeared and now the animals have to like fight for survival. As a player, you will be controlling one of the rodents. They're the providers of a colony. You have to go out into this world and explore and try to find food and scrap to provide for your colony and help them grow. But of course, there are bad animals that you encounter and you have to fight or become friends with. It's an adventure book and so it's set in the book and it has a lot of story in it and it's uh it's great it's by jerry jerry hawthorne first of all one of the nicest people you'll ever meet but second of all mice and mystics exactly and people i've been getting a lot of questions about if this is related to mice and mystics and it is not it's an entirely new thing it's a new world new characters there's no prince colin in here I should have had you do an elevator pitch i have so many questions do you think you can answer them as the media representative I hope so. 
you already answered one. Has this anything to do with mice and mystics? So you control the rats then, yes? They're not rats. Jerry has the thing with rats where he always makes the rats the bad guys. What? And I used to have pet rats. And Me too. I don't what? Like what? Time out. Time out. <laughs> I had pet rats too. They were great companions. My mom used to freak out because I'd bring them into bed with me and would like actually spend the night with them. She's like, they're pooping and peeing everywhere. I was like, yeah, we'll just wash the sheets, mom. <laughs> Which isn't true. They they usually go in the same spot. Yeah, I was fine. They would like burrow holes into the comforter. So they had these running tracks and I used to walk around with them on my shoulder. Obviously, you just open a can of worms. What were your rats names? Princess Peach and Princess Daisy. I had Nimsy and Algernon. We had a hamster named Algernon. Nimsy, obviously named after the rats of Nim. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, totally dark and scary movie to have kids watch. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the movie since I was a kid, but I remember being scared of it. It's scary as an adult. So, Jerry has something against with rats. So, they're not rats. They're just oversized rodents. What's the story here, then? Well, you will encounter some rats. That are villains because Jerry's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Forget everything I said nice about him before this. You'll be playing mice and a guinea pig. Guinea pig's pretty great. Her name's Grumple. Oh, wow. That's adorable. <laughs> they all have special skills. Each of these rodents is specialized in their own unique skills, which will contribute to their success or failure in the adventures. You take them on in Aftermath, the storybook, the story adventure. God damn it. The adventure book game. I know. The adventure book game. (laughs) Sometimes I turned around and like, yes, adventure book game, adventure book game. (laughs) And if we haven't said it already... If you're not familiar with Mice and Mystics, the adventure book is that it actually is a spiral bound book where the board and instructions are right there on the pages. So you actually use that as the board for the game as you play. And when you get to the next level, all you have to do is turn dang page or go to whatever page it tells you to. Oh, because there's multiple. Yes. You skip around. Oh, yes. And depending on actions you take, you may end up on a different page. It's a different story. So cool. And this is being released at Gen Con? No, I'm sorry. I should have clarified. This is demo only. It'll be released a month later. It comes out in September. Gotcha. Now, what about the fourth and last game? Is that one Gen Con ready to buy? Or are you just teasing us with yes, it? Yes, this one you can buy at Gen Con. And it is actually set in the same world as Aftermath. What? Yeah, it's called Battlelands. It's set in the world of Aftermath where it's a turf war with the different factions that you will find in Aftermath. Oh, man, like the Crips versus the Bloods or the Jets versus the Sharks. Exactly. It's cool that you will get to see the factions that you will get to know about in Aftermath. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nikki, so which one of these games should I play first? You can play Battlelands first. Is that what you recommend? Battlelands? Because which one will give me the more immersive experience where I feel for my faction, <laughs> my game? I mean, you're going to get that feeling for both of them. It's just Aftermath, you'll get to know a little bit more about them. You play Battlelands and you'll get to like see what they specialize in and how each of them play. Because in Aftermath, you're only going to play as the providers. Gotcha. You won't get to play as these other factions. Give me the stats of Battlelands then. First of all, what's the game time? If I'm going to come into the Plat Hat booth and play all these games, I need to know how much time I'm going to be there. How long of a typical game of Battlelands? It's about 30 minutes to an hour. It's three to five players. Ooh. Yes, the game has two wars in it. 
each war has three battles or you're battling over locations. And for the demo, you're only going to play one war. So you'll get to do three battles. Oh, wow. But if I were to play just one battle, would that be enough to understand oh, how the game plays? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You'll see there are secret missions where you contribute cards with their point value on it. It's three to five players. You each control your own faction and you have a melee row and a ranged row with your fighters and everything. And you're going to be messing with other people's factions, like making them flip cards over so their value doesn't count in the battle. Perfect. Perfect. Highest power at the end of the battle wins. If you're smart and you decide to back out of the battle, you can get a really good upgrade that is going to help you win the next one. Ah, that's so cool. So that's the whole point is that things carry over from one battle to the next in the name of winning the war. So you may lose yes. the battle, but to win the war. Yes. Like I said, there's secret missions where you will contribute cards to it. And at the end of both wars, you may win a whole bunch of points from your secret mission. So is it victory point based at the end of the war? Whoever has more victory points wins out of the three to five players? Yes. Now, figures. Are we talking individual single minis or is this like a whole battalion or is it not figure based at all? Battlelands is just a card game. Straight up card game. Straight up card game. Aftermath is where you're going to get your awesome minis. Of course. We already talked about the awesome minis in Aftermath. Did we? Of course. Did we? I don't know. I don't think we talked about them. We talked of about- Of course, I assume there's going to be minis because when you're talking about such adorable characters like a hamster and whatever the hell you said previously- Guinea pig. <laughs> guinea pig. I imagine this really fat ass guinea pig mini that's going across this adventure book game. I think of stuffed fables when I think of this. So I, I, I assumed figures. But yes. this one, strictly card game. Yeah, Battlelands, Strictly Card. Oh, and it's $15. What? It's only $15? It's, it's a lot of game for a little money. Yeah. It's Woo! And doing the math, if you just do one battle instead of a full war, it seems like you can get in and get the feel for it in just 10 minutes then. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's going to be super quick. You'll play it and you'll go, oh, this is amazing. I better go buy it. I'm glad you told me about the four games. So those four games all over again, let's test my memory now. Okay. We have Quirky Circuits. Yes. We have Abomination. Yes. We have Aftermath. Yes. And we have Battlegrounds? Mm, close. Battle, battle Turf? Battle, <laughs> Battlelands. Yes. Yes. Battlelands. Aftermath Edition. Battlelands. I was close. That's a lot. You've got a lot of work. You have to be freaking out this Gen Con because you have to be running around taking pictures. And what other jobs do you have at a con besides running around and promoting the game? I have a lot of meetings with content creators. At Gen Con, I'm going to be focusing on showing them Aftermath and Battlelands. And I'm going to be filming a lot. Are there any content creators that you're really excited to talk to? Like, oh my goodness, now I get to talk to such and such because they're content creators. Uh, I'm going to be meeting Suzanne Sheldon. Suzanne, as in Suzanne from Dice Tower? Yes. That yes sounded mad. I don't know why. <laughs> yes. Yes, you idiot. <laughs> I've never met her in person, so I'm excited to meet her. That's a busy, busy schedule. And you're going to be in front of the camera so much then if you are going to be with a whole bunch of content creators. 
So your fame is just going to keep on growing and growing. Yeah, it's so hard to walk through conventions now. People are like, Nikki, Nikki. I'm like, you can't talk right now. I got to go. And they're like, please sign this, sign this. I'm like, "Uh, guys, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Legit. How much does that happen now? (laughs) Not often. Has it decreased since the release of Board with Life? Oh, because it's been a few definitely. years. Definitely, yeah. Since we don't do any videos anymore, I don't get that very often. But you did back in the heyday when Board with Life was fresh. Yeah, I used to get quite a few people coming up to me, but not anymore. Hey, you're still important in my book. <laughs> if people wanted to keep in touch with you or Plaid Hat or whatever, where should they go? Plaid Hat Games. That's what it is. And Instagram is official Plaid Hat Games. Gotcha. So basically, if I search Plaid Hat Games, no matter what my social media is, whether it be the tweets or the Facebookers or the Insta snaps, it's all going to be Plaid Hat. Except for Instagram. That's official official Plaid Hat Games. If you want to uh, contact Tuesday Night Games, you send us all your comments, questions, emails, nave tonight's missions to podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Or you check us on all the social media at PlayTKG. You know, there's one last thing we didn't do, and I apologize. We're supposed to shout out our sponsor. You want to be a shill for me really quickly? Who's your sponsor? Well, there's only one way to find out. Sponsors, yay! Thank you for sponsoring us. Send us free stuff for money, and we'll talk about your stuff. But only if we like it. Ha ha ha! TheGameCrafter.com, Nikki. TheGameCrafter.com is our official sponsor. Have you ever interacted with TheGameCrafter.com? I don't think so. Incorrect, Nikki, because you played Two Rooms and a Boom before that thing was published at a party that I met you at. That's true. I do remember that. And when you were holding those cards in your hand of Two Rooms and a Boom, were you thinking, these cards are poor quality. Obviously, they just printed these at home and cut them out. Is that what you were thinking? I thought, oh, I got a paper cut. Please tell me who I need to sue. And you never gave me that information. (laughs) This is the opposite of shilling, Nikki. You're supposed to say the opposite. You're just trying to be funny. Yes, always. No, they were very, very, very well-made cards. I said, this has to be the final version. (laughs) Here's the other thing. I hate calling you out on this. Oh, shit. But I hear you and your husband are actual friends with Sean. Yes. In fact, I'm not sure if you realize this. I think he spends more time with you and Donald than any other friends. Are you aware of that? Probably he talks to Donald all the time. Sometimes I'm like, Donald, pay attention to me. And he's like, leave me alone. I'm talking to Sean. (laughs) (laughs) So you've probably seen some of our prototypes from Sean printed at thegamecrafter.com. Oh, yeah, I have. Hey, look at that. Well, if you have or haven't, I appreciate you shilling and saying they're of utmost quality because they are. In fact, if you come to our booth at Gen Con, you're going to see a prototype of some of our games And that is all done through thegamecrafter.com. And if you do take me up on that offer, take a look for yourself and think, well, this is really high quality products. And if you're a game designer, go to thegamecrafter.com. How's that for a shill? Does that sound like we spent enough time shilling thegamecrafter.com? Yes, that sounded very good. If you were thegamecrafter.com, would you listen to that and think, hey, good job. We're really glad we sponsored you. Yes. Do they sponsor you a lot? They basically just give us free printing and that's all we really wanted. So it's great. Nice. Yeah, it's really sweet.
Nikki, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. You should also review our show on iTunes. Share the crap out of this episode with your friends, family, whatever. I always think you're just talking directly to me. And I'm like, I can only review it so many times. Leave me alone. Have you actually reviewed our podcast? I don't review anything. <laughs> you're making me really, really mad for me to to make me think okay. about reviewing you. You don't want me to review your stuff. <laughs> I am Reddit angry. No, I need... I need to vote for you guys for the innies. Hopefully that hasn't Oh, please do. Oh, ended. thank you so much for reminding me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So Mothership is up for four Ennie Awards, including Best Role-Playing Game of the Year. If you haven't already, please check us out on our social media, at PlayTKG. You'll find a link there. You can go ahead and vote for Mothership in all the categories we're nominated as the best ever. And then we can say, hey, Mothership, Best Role-Playing Game of the Year. It's so good. It is good. In fact, you played an adventure of it on Board With Life Adventures. That's right. Captain Turner Monroe. I think I was an admiral. I was something really cool. Ah, that's the beauty of role-playing. You get to be something you're not in real life. Exactly. That was a sick burn because you said you were really cool. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki, with that said, this episode is... Finished. So motherly. It's like an angry mom. Finished. 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 I'm going to keep going. Finished. Speaking of being finished, you know what isn't finished, Nikki? The live podcast at Gen Con. That's right. If you want to see this show recorded live in front of you, the audience, the knaves, knights, listeners alike, and get some free games while you're at it, I basically walk around the whole Gen Con asking for people to donate to our knaves, knights, and listeners alike. So get some free games and check us out live. When at Gen Con? Well, it's late Saturday night. At 11. That way you don't have an excuse to miss it. Except maybe sleep or some other party. Anyway, come to the live Tuesday night podcast. You may want to secure your seat by registering for the event online as soon as possible. Which means, right? Meow.